Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cutting Weight. We're live from Cutting Weight Cabin. Episode number seven. Uh, as we uh, didn't think we'd make it this far, did we, guys? No, I'm shocked we made it past three. To be honest with you, absolutely. Uh, we had a near near death in the uh, in the in the family. We've, we've come back strong though. Shane was touch and go, but look yeah. at him. Look at him now. So wow, he's chugging beers already. It's. As you notice from the the intro music, it's it's the season. It's the the most wonderful time of the year. It's the reason for the season. It's the reason for the season. D Cleveland. Uh huh. <laughs> we thought we'd get a reference to D Cleveland this one. D Cleve, the reason for the season. Uh, so it's it's the holidays and it's a happy time of year. There's a there's a nice powdering on the ground of here in Northeast Ohio and the hills out here on the uh, the east side and. Just south of the snow belt, I'm feeling the I'm feeling the, the Christmas spirit. I hope you guys are too. So we got a little snow on the ground, a little crisp in the air. Absolutely, just a just a dusting, Shane, and uh, that kind of brings us to the, the beer that we're drinking here tonight. I'm for one surprised Shane brought a six pack that wasn't a seltzer. Yeah, I mean I couldn't drink another truly. Yeah, so uh, I was I was really expecting uh, Bud Light. You know, raspberry seltzer or something like that. But, I was um, I was at the beer store today, and I I did have a little bit of an internal struggle because <laughs> I wasn't sure if I brought a a non IPA if you guys would even drink it. No, I mean we no. wouldn't have drank it. We would no, so I brought so I brought, so I, brought you I would have <laughs> taken a sip of it and I would have spit it back at you. So I brought you an IPA that I like that's tried, tested. It is Space Dust IPA by I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's a Elysian, Elysian maybe. Yeah. Elysian Brewery. Um, they're out of uh, both uh, Seattle, Washington, and Fort Collins, Colorado. This is the Space Dust IPA. It says the the hopping is pure Starglow energy, with Chinook to bitter and late and dry additions of Citra and Amarillo. I'm not. I don't know what any of that means. It's damn good. It's a little little out of Mike's wheelhouse. It's the 8.2 percent. Um, I feel like Mike's wheelhouse keeps going up. It keeps going up, doesn't it? It's that time of year. I like it because it's got a cartoon of a a hop puking space dust onto the onto the bottle, yeah. and then it's anti gravity is taking it up in a way, you know, to other parts of the universe. I, I, I like it. I think it's a nice uh, nice touch. It is. And if the, and if his puke is what I'm tasting, it's delicious. Yeah, it's got a good good hoppy aroma. Mm-hmm. Well, citrusy. I'll say it. the description's good. Sure. And, so you know, just solid, throughout the description, idea. I'm two thirds of the way through it. <laughs> well, that's how you know it's good. That's and that's how you know it's good, guys. Good thing nobody's got to work tomorrow. Absolutely. It's fr- it's Friday, guys, and for a special Friday, you know, pre Christmas podcast, we thought we'd bring in a special guest today, and this is our first uh, live guest to the podcast. I know last week we had my brother Mike here via phone, which was. Uh, which was funny. I hope you guys enjoyed that. But tonight, uh, we're pleased to welcome with us the world-renowned theologian, breakdancer, cheesemaker, cryptologist, and urban spelunker, Tom Bernat. Welcome, Tom. Thank you, gentlemen. Is it Bernat? It's Bernot in France. I was going to say, else in the world is I thought the T was silent. It's funny that it's Bernot in France and he's Polish. You know, that's, that's the, the rub of it all. Either way, no means no. Well, let me let me let me give you a little little tidbits on Tommy Bernat here. I mean, he is a good friend of you know to all of us. He's my actually my next door neighbor. But Tom's parents knew at a very early age that Tom would walk the fine line of crime and public service. He's served as the ambassador, Polish ambassador to Chad, before being impeached for embezzling unfinished cigarette butts. While doing 48 months of hard time in a Turkish prison, he reached total enlightenment. Once released, he made. A commitment to himself to a life of science and partying, and after winning the Nobel Peace Prize in quantum physics for his work in shrinking people, very similar to the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, he went on to a torrid bender starting in an ice bar in Stockholm, Sweden, and a quick stop in Kazakhstan for some scorpion fighting. It ended on a couch in his parents' basement in Wycliffe, Ohio, which is only probably about a half hour from here. When he's not saving orphaned orangutans or his lost soul, Tom can be found relaxing in the Lower East Side, dance fighting, or trying to 
research to find a cure for the common marriage. Tom, allow me to introduce the 47th president-elect of the United States, the Ayatollah of rock and roll, uh, Tom Bernat Esquire. Tom, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's a pleasure. Wow, what an, what an intro. That was a Mad Lib, right? I, I think it was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. This sounded like several Mad Libs that I've done. <laughs> if you mean Mad Lib is the truth, then yeah, it was a Mad Lib. <laughs> so Tom, I, I, you know, it's the Christmas season, and I, I heard you were out tonight looking at some lights with the family. How, how did that go? I think the farm park, I think, Mike, you did the farm park lights, right? We did the farm park last, how, uh, last week. How was that? Um, on a scale of uh, 1 to 10... When we're looking at it from the perspective of festiveness, I'd say it's probably like a solid eight, eight and a half. But if we're going to look at the scale of um, frustration and uh, anxiety, I would say it's probably a 12. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's, I that kind of explains pretty much any Christmas-related family function I attend. I guess that's true. I, Yeah, we recently had an experience where we took the kids out to Burton, and they have the Burton log cabin out there where, you know, they... they uh, mill their own maple syrup or whatever you know we're talking to santa through plexiglass and santa's not really in character he's just an old man who wants to talk about like are we even di- sure it was santa directions to places and I'm like well you you know they got a you know they got a a, a cow a cow pasture over there i'll show you how to milk cows and everything else like sandy you want to hop back into character here and tell me a little bit about the reindeer in the North Pole or that's wanna... what we want for Christmas yeah. maybe don't I don't need to know where gas is cheapest around I here I don't need to fucking churn butter Santa I kept having to kids try, want presents I kept having to try and make it make sense for my kids like oh yeah Santa's good with directions right you've been everywhere haven't you Santa and he's like well yeah I guess I have I mean I was a Vietnam veteran whoa 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 <laughs> I, I went to Lake Farm Park. I thought it, I thought it was a, a nice uh, a nice deal, and I had never been back through there day daytime, you know, yeah, summertime yeah. or anything else. So I had no idea it was so big. It's yeah, it's pretty big. It's massive. Yeah. It used to be a gigantic That's horse what she farm. Said. <laughs> there it is. It, it, yeah, it's. Uh, I yeah, I thought it was cool. Uh, you know, music throughout. You, you can get a chance to little, build a little toy at the end if you want to pay an extra couple of bucks, and then. Uh, you want to pay ten dollars to build a toy that's worth a nickel? Yeah, the music was nice until it was uh, drowned out by the sound of your screaming kids slapping each other in the face. <laughs> yeah, those, those are that's the sound of the holidays, Tom. Yeah. And it was a double whammy because I'm uh, my wife was very generous enough to take Jim's kid with us too. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. I think Thank I can you. say for that. Well, so, you, usually this year, I'm assuming you're in your car, right, just driving through there. I was running next to it. I couldn't take it. <laughs> Usually you're in a, a horse-drawn like wagon thing, just freezing your ass Tom, off. Tom man. actually like fastened a noose around his <laughs> neck and put it around his bumper and said, go ahead, Jess, just In do the it. car, under the car. Who's <laughs> counting? He looked like Indiana Jones in the Raiders of the Lost Ark with his whip under the truck. Yeah, I thought, I thought it, was, it was really nice. Um, I think... You know they they decided to do it. I think Blossom did not do theirs this year, right? Blossom has a big light show down there, and they do the, the same thing. It's probably, you know, I would say twice the size of what they do at Lake Farm Park. But I don't think they did it this year. I think they made a concerted decision to say, "Hey, we're not going to." I mean, it's the exact same format. They could have done it, but I don't think the they just, the uh, county's uh, bring, bringing in a ton of money. Yeah, it. All right, guys. So before we get into our Christmas special segment, that'll probably take up most of the the, the uh, podcast. I think we do need to kind of touch on uh, the Browns game. That was uh, it was a nail biter. I, I think uh, you know we can all say that it was a great game. Probably not the outcome that you know three of the four of us here won. I don't know what was your rooting interest on that game, Mike. I I I very badly don't want to play the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I he's think a, they're, they're he's just pretty too much good. of a wild card. I think they're. They'll play good defense, although they, they didn't get some rounds. But when they're, I think they're healthy, back at full strength. Everybody's off of the COVID list. I think they're a, a dangerous team that can run deep in the playoffs. I don't want to play them. I just don't know how you, like you, you either try to stop Lamar from running, or you try to stop him from passing. And I think it's almost impossible to do both. Yeah, it's it's not a good matchup for anybody. What about you, Tom? I think make him pass, 
But someone has to cover Mark Andrews. That seems like 99% of the time. That's Mark Andrews. Yeah, he's he's a, that motherfucker. He's like, all you to do is chase him. Yeah, 80% of the time he's going to throw it to a tight end that's being covered by a linebacker. And 80% of the time Mark Andrews is just running across the field formation. So it's, not, open, not, yeah, right. it's not even like he has. Well, even, even that long pass play. that uh, Lamar threw to like take the lead to Marquise Brown, Marquise like Brown. that pass was terrible. Like Had there been a defender within like 10 yards, Good chance it would have been either like knocked down or picked off. It's almost like a shot put just oh. to like get it out there. He was, I mean, there's I, been a lot so of, wide open. there's been a lot of talk too, like that he was in the locker room because he just was like shitting like crazy, taking a dump, right? <laughs> so Paul, Paul Pierce did. I, no I, one, no one's really confirmed that. But here's one thing I've noticed about Lamar Jackson that I thought that I think uh, Baker Mayfield is has grown out of. Lamar Jackson is one of those quarterbacks that waits until a. Uh, a receiver is completely wide open to throw a pass to them. And luckily for him, there were lots of those <laughs> in the Browns game. And, and and honestly in a lot of in a lot of games that he plays because he scrambles out of situations where any other quarterback would be sacked and coverage breaks down and he's throwing to guys that are wide open running down the field. Um, Baker Mayfield is really I, I mean I'm impressed with the way that he's playing because he's throwing accurate passes he's he's throwing to guys that aren't open at the time but running you know he's throwing guys open Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to continue to you know they're the strength of that team and I think they're they'll I think they'll struggle if they're going to rely on Baker Mayfield in obvious passing situations to catch up in a game but I think as long as they're playing they're running the football well and playing with uh, playing close games. They're going to continue to be. Really yeah, successful. but even like last game, I mean, when when the Browns went down two scores in the fourth quarter, I'm like, it's this game's over. And Baker was able to manufacture, you know, great drives, score touchdowns against a good, you know, a really good Ravens secondary, which I think at the very least, I think you can take away from it. The Browns took a big step. I think maturity wise and their ability to keep coming back and not kind of falter and let one mistake you know just end the game and i mean they were right there you know that uh, we missed a field goal that and that was the difference in the game field goal in that interception other other than the safety yeah that was the worst beat in like nfl history for betting how many how many guys took the back door backdoor cover on that oh my god shane 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 was in in position to win the little family squares that we have going on it was there was forty dollars on the line i mean it was big (laughs) money big money so shane was at my house watching the game and i just remember like that you know the last play happens and they're they're throwing the ball over the fucking place it looks like backyard like kill the man finally it goes out of bounds and shane's like that's a safety he's like that's a safety he's like all right the last i had the squares then you got a fucking safety like, I didn't even think about that, but then like the line was three and a half or three. I mean, and there were millions of dollars oh that God. changed hand on, hands on that play. That oh. was just like a meaningless nothing. It's the, the second game. time the Browns did it when Kareem or not it was uh, Nick Chubb ran out of bounds on the one yard line. That yeah, one game. yeah, that Same too. Deal. Yeah, don't bet it for or against yeah. the Browns. I think that's the, it. Reminded me of that old SNL skit, like great moments in sports betting history. You remember that? <laughs> That was it. That was one of them. We're like in a meaningless game with Giants down, down by 45 points, scored a touchdown with time running out to, to cover the spread. Great moments in sports betting history. How are you feeling about your team, Mike? I mean, they, I think they're not, right. not unexpectedly they lost, but it, you know. Yeah, it was a good Bills team. I, I can't really, I, I was honestly, I think they clinched a playoff spot the weekend they played the Bills because of a, because the Dolphins lost or something like that. And I remember thinking to myself after, you know, halftime of the Bills game, I was like, wow, I have to watch four more of these? Like, it's it's been pretty pretty awful. I how, still how think... Much, how much does uh, James Conner make a difference to the offense? I would like to say, like, he's going to be a savior if he comes back healthy, but he played a quarter. He's now got a new quadricep injury. I mean, I, I love him as a human being. and I, You and, don't you know, even know him, Mike. Yeah, have you ever met the guy? I have. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Sorry. No, for I, do you have his phone number? <laughs> no, I mean, are you guys talking on a regular basis? No, but he's got a great story over, you know, he beat um, beat uh, the king. He beat that one girl, that his girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> that's right, right. That was Kareem Hunt. Never mind. No, that's, that's Kareem Hunt. Right. No, he beat cancer. He's got a great story. And I think he is a powerful runner. But where is he? Where did he go to college? Pitt. Pitt. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, but... 
I don't know what's going to – get Joe Hayden back, get the defense healthy. They're down to their fourth-string linebackers right now. I think that does make a difference. Get to the playoffs, and, and I think they'll be competitive with whoever they play. I think they'll be the, – the score of the game will be, you know, 21-24, whoever they play. I would say that against the Saints. I would say that against – the Chiefs, I would say that against the Browns. And I'm not saying they're going to win every game. I'm just saying they're going to be competitive in every game they play. I'm still shocked that uh, Joe Hayden's like still playing and like at a somewhat Pretty decent level. level. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he his last year or two in Cleveland, like he looked like he was washed up. No, nah, he's still bringing the wood too. I mean, but I also think he kind of fucking quit in Cleveland. Yeah, a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah. People, I mean, it's hard not to quit on those teams. You been downtown lately? <laughs> a lot of people quit. <laughs> so, so as we get into the playoffs here, let me ask a question. So, is it because Mike was saying like Ravens to get your team healthy, get their defense healthy, Steelers get some people healthy? Yeah. Is it the healthiest team that's going to make a deep run, or because no one's healthy in the playoffs? It's people who step up and well, make plays. That's a great point. I mean, I do think it's, I think it's about momentum. You know, in hockey, it's about whose goalie is on the hottest streak. I think in the NFL, especially this playoff format, I think I think the team with momentum. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, only I love one the, team I, gets a buy. I love the fact that there's only, seven only one teams. team gets a buy now. Yeah, yeah the first team. first seed gets a buy. So that's what in the AFC. It's going to be Chiefs getting the buy, right? Probably. Yeah, most likely. But I do think I do like the fact that they expanded to seven teams. Like shit, I think that'd be cool if they did eight teams. Yeah. I mean, like, granted, it would take a little bit longer, but I think the more no, teams, it wouldn't you, take any longer. You still have the same amount of weeks. True. No buy. Well, yeah, two no teams. I mean, I think the more teams you get involved in the playoffs, the more interest you're going to have, the more fan bases are going to be involved. And, NFL and, gets more money. Yeah. They're talking about ex- making 17 games next year. Like, that's going to probably be a real deal. Yeah. So you I get, think, get rid of uh, all the preseason games, add an extra regular season, another team in the playoffs. Let's start, a, let's start a GoFundMe for the NFL. <laughs> yeah, let's they're going to put some, put some money in this can tonight. You know what's become a real staple of the Cutting Weight podcast? What's that, Mike? Hunter's Mix. Well, Brought this to is you kind, by... This, this is kind of a hunter's cabin. It right? is. It is a bit. I, I mean, yeah. I have a bow and arrow in here somewhere. Well, I'm not going to tell you don't, where. Don't sit on it. It's a crossbow. All right, you you fellas. Um, we wanted to make a Christmas show, so let's talk about Christmas. And uh, came up with a couple you know, topics we could talk about. And you guys are more than welcome to, you know jump in if you got some ideas of yourself but for me i've always thought it would be kind of interesting to find out like when when did you find out that santa was not real assuming he's not real i mean I don't, i'm not trying to allegedly <laughs> what age what age were you and like, and like say how did pot you, bean? Have, have any six-year-olds from tunisia i mean in? santa may still be real so for the youngsters out there listening you know we're not saying he's not real but if he were real and you and we found out that he was not real. Yeah, when was the first time somebody <laughs> told you? To us. Our parents told us he wasn't because they hate us. <laughs> he is fucking real. I'll tell you, I can tell you right right from the jump. I, mean, I think about this every Christmas season, but my dad told me I was in second grade. <laughs> you just get to the point. I'm the youngest of four. That's the right. important part to remember. And there's a little bit of age separation there too. So he just, I, I guess he just ran out of patience with the whole, the whole thing. And I was in second, maybe, maybe third grade. I, but I swear I wasn't older than third grade. And I was kind of, we were ri- driving somewhere and he turns to me and says, Hey, you know, there's no Santa Claus, right? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> just out of the blue. I and, swear. And we, knowing Dave Stahl, this sounds like a true said, story. Hey, hey, you know there's no Santa Claus, right? And I and I, I played it cool. I was like, oh, pff, yeah, <laughs> totally dead. And I stared wide-eyed out the car window for the rest. And I think a, a lone tear probably ran down my cheek. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm an adult now. I started puberty. Sure that wasn't an icebreaker hey, to hey, get in the birds and bees Hey, hey Dad, can I have a smoke? <laughs> I started puberty the next day. That's when I started drinking. <laughs> but just, just like that. Just, I mean, I, I wish I was telling. I was, I was exaggerating. Hey, you, hey, you know, there's no Santa Claus, right? Y'all, yeah, totally, Dad. Thanks. <laughs> oh God! Dude, oh, oh my God! <laughs> I'm, I'm a man. What about um, you, Shane? I mean. Assuming you think he's not real. Oh, God. We should have asked Shane first. Yeah, that was yeah, I mean, I, now I know. 
<laughs> Shane, you know Santa's not so, real, right? So two minutes ago, I just learned that Santa's not real. He's going to go home and throw away his stocking and burn his tree. <laughs> I just learned about it 15 seconds ago. <laughs> no, I, there's no great story. It was just my uh, older cousin, I think, just let it let out of the bag. What, yeah. what was her name? Jill? No, I don't know that cousin of yours. Oh, that no. wasn't the one? Okay. <laughs> No. Yeah, I think she just told us that over my grandparents' house, and I was probably in fifth or sixth, fifth grade, probably. Did you ever grade. find? Uh, did you did you actively hunt as a kid in your house for for uh, for Christmas presents? Did you ever find them? I did find presents, but I don't remember ever <laughs> just correlating that. That you couldn't connect the dots. I never connected the dots. <laughs> presents. Now, Santa now why, why would Santa store these at my parents' house in the closet? Next to my dad's penthouse magazine. <laughs> no, my dad. My dad had a Playboy though, and it was with uh, it was one of like the the, the women from like Price is Right or something was on like yeah. was in the episode sure. was in the magazine. So I remember that was it was a ho- it was a holiday one. It was a Christmas uh, that Christmas was, remember one. he accidentally put that in your stocking. <laughs> it was like my mom was so pissed. <laughs> here's a uh, here's a Playboy. Price is Right. You like. <laughs> but actually that you're a game show nut shit. I do remember I got to the middle of that episode and then the pullout is actually uh, Bob Barker naked <laughs> yeah it was a bait and switch <laughs> the price was wrong bitch alright so we got uh, a father telling you know innocent to second grader we have a cousin telling a fifth grader who probably should have known by then ruined it <laughs> a twelfth grader <laughs> Or he may have just found out tonight and just at, didn't want anyone to act cool. Yeah, I was actually at the DMV getting my driver's license. And, uh, <laughs> a guy dressed like Santa was next to me. Hey, when are you coming? <laughs> Shut up, kid. I'm not real. Shut up, kid. Santa's not Hey, real. take a ticket, kid. Get in line. All right, Tom. What about you, bud? Uh, I went the route of like Hunter. Hunter for, I was hunting for, for presents all the time. So I'm, I mean, my mom and dad were working, and I was home after school. And there was a closet that was locked, and I went in the garage and just got a crowbar and started ape shit. <laughs> I mean, I think I actually, I went, actually, I take that back. I think I went to a closet that was in an adjacent room and back, beat through the wall. And I found the, the Millennium Falcon in there. I was like, if that thing's under the tree, then I know what's going down. I got the, I got the evidence. Did it sour that Christmas, or were, did you did you love your parents more? I mean, the no. Millennium Falcon was still I, in I, your life. I, I actually leveraged it. I was like, man... Santa wasn't that good this year. I think he's got to work harder next year. <laughs> you just you kept it in your you yeah. know in your back pocket when yeah. you needed it. When I needed it, it's a yeah. good idea. I would say for me, like I literally was same, similar years time where I uh, you know I was kind of getting to the age where like, you're at school and you start hearing kids talking and like you're like eh you know maybe this is this isn't all adding up <laughs> you know this, this seems a little fishy. It does. I don't know I'm how maybe... the fuck could this super fat guy ride a sleigh with flying reindeers and get everywhere in 24 hours like i'm doing the math and it just it ain't making sense i can vaguely remember those conversations though where like you're talking with your kids or you know your buddies at in the cafeteria or at recess and you're like yeah but he ate the cookies you're like good point good point he did eat the cookies so we know the cookies and the carrots Reindeer ate the carrots. And there's yeah. reindeer tracks yeah. in the driveway. I mean, yeah. I, excellent. Take it doesn't make sense, but it, all excellent points. But my dad told me <laughs> <laughs> there's no Santa. Here, here's the it's, deal. It's my like dad good, literally told me he's it's a good old fashioned Mexican standoff. We're all sitting around the table just staring to see who crumbles yeah, first. Right. Do you believe? Do you believe? And then yeah, the, then there becomes a point where like you, there's belief shaming, right? Where it's like, oh my god, he probably still believes there's Santa. I, I don't. I do. But well, I, Tom, haven't your your kids like? I know for a fact, like in the last year or two, didn't they find like a shit ton of toys like in the closet of your house? Like, how did? How, how did? How were you able to like weasel your way out of that and explain that? So two two years in a row, which my wife had a nervous breakdown because it's like she goes over the top to do a great job to make Christmas special. Because you guys do like the secrets or the Elf on the Shelf too? Do you elf do that? on the Shelf. Elf on the Shelf's crazy and. Uh, so uh, in our one of our, our guest bedroom, there's a closet, and she was collecting all the toys or all the gifts and putting them in there. Your son, Howie, was over, and we, they decided to play hide-and-seek. And Johnny <laughs> went and hid in there, and I'm, I was upstairs. He goes, Dad, I think Santa came. Look at all this stuff. <laughs> well, didn't Howie come out and be like, oh, yeah, he goes, Tom, he goes, Johnny knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 
Jess heard the commotion. She starts walking the steps. I go, yep. And she just, ah! but the, but they still believe though, right? Yeah. How, how are you able to talk them out of that? I said, uh, Elf. It was Elfie. Elfie was here, kind of like you know, staging the gifts for Santa, yeah. getting them ready for him. I mean, Santa he's, can't bring them all in one day. Yeah. Elfie's yeah. got to bring them. Elfie's got to build. He built that shit right here. Yeah, yeah. It's like an on-site construction. It makes total sense. And so then that was two years ago. Then last year. My wife got smart, so she put all the gifts in her car, and she was going to take them over to her mom's house and wrap them. And then Johnny decided to get in the car. <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh, Santa dropped them in the car this year. That's Santa. That's Santa. Who knows where I'll leave the gifts this time. <laughs> that's Amazing. A, that's a great story. That's good. They're like the Hardy Boys of Christmas. This year she made me. Di- this year she made me dig a giant pit in the backyard <laughs> say, and with a blue, like, blue tarp. Christmas kimchi. Like, there's there's all kinds of like trip lines and trip wires all around it in case anyone gets within fifty feet of it. Mom, what's that blue tarp out there covering that hole? Are we getting a pool? <laughs> Stay away from the tarp, kid. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's Pennywise. <laughs> Which pits Johnny? Johnny's in love with Pennywise. He loves that guy. I never seen a kid who likes horror more than that kid. (laughs) kid Hey, Dad, check this out. Watch this guy. Watch Pennywise eat this kid's arm off. Like, are you sure you're watching it? He's like, yeah, it's awesome. We're we're gonna get you some counseling, Johnny. Um, (laughs) What's Santa bringing this year? Counseling. (laughs) He got you. He got you four four visits with uh, Doctor Leo Marvin. (laughs) Doctor Leo Marvin, baby steps. Your death therapy cured mashed potatoes. I ate it up. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Well, we're talking about Christmas and, you know, obviously talking about Santa stories and stuff like that. I'm sure you guys have some probably funny stories or anecdotes from a Christmas of years past that uh, might have, you know, might have stuck in the memory. I know for a fact, I remember, so Tom used to live in Wycliffe and I used to go hang out with him quite a bit over there with some in some of the... The local establishments in Wycliffe with some friends, and I was sitting in a bar with them one night. It was called the Sand Bar, and it was basically a dive bar. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say. It was one of the greatest dive bars. It was in Wycliffe history. Great jukebox. Yeah, you know there was. It's where you'd go and you'd you know drink some Budweisers and have a shot of, and just have a have a good good wind down on a Friday. And uh, we were sitting in there, and it was probably right around Christmas time. And the ironic thing about the dive bar, they would sell, not ironic for any bar, but they, they sold random merchandise with their name on it. And Tom's told me a story related to one of that um, that was Christmas related. And I, I think that's a per, it's one of the funniest stories I remember that Tom telling me about a Christmas uh, past of his. So, you know, if you would, Tom, could you please share that with the listeners tonight? Yes, I, I would love to. Um, so uh, Christmas Eve, whatever year it was, the sandbar. And uh, typically, before I was married, I'd go out there and tie one on before I uh, had to go over to mom and dad's house for the big family Christmas celebration. And so um, that year, before we left, I did see that the sandbar was selling sandbar thongs. So uh, I, I did buy one and uh, took it with me to my parents' house. And I, I did find a box in my mom's by the uh, thong you found a box no i found uh, a box by <laughs> sure. the thong but separate yeah. from the thong if you put that sandbar thong. thong in the box you get a pearl in a couple of years that's what they say yeah not not proven but that's what they say <laughs> so i wrapped up that uh that thong and i put it under my mom's christmas tree and i said uh, to mom from john my oldest brother <laughs> and we just let it sit there till uh christmas day and we uh, had a big family Christmas <laughs> grift opening, especially for my, my parents. You know, we gave them gifts and made sure everyone So at this point, like, how old is your mom? 80. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's pr- yeah, yeah, 80. 75. Yeah, 80. Definitely 80. And uh, the best part was, uh, first thing was she opened it and she didn't know what a thong was. So she's like, what is this thing? Is it like ear warmers? I don't know what this is. <laughs> and then... Someone had to tell her what it is, and then she got so mad at my brother, John. It's like, what is wrong with you, you sick pervert? Why did you think that was funny? I, want, I bet they look great on her, though. Is there muffs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those, uh, those things, yeah. I think they were definitely extra small. I, my I hope that you small. got a picture of her with them, like, on her ears, like, for that Christmas. That would be one of the best Christmas memories I think you could have. <laughs> How long did it take him to figure out, though, that it was you? My, my dad actually used it as uh, one of those suit, like a handkerchief you put in your suit. 
He uses wadded pocket up. square. It's like a pocket square. Yeah, for Christmas, he wore it at the church. Yeah. <laughs> wadded Christmas up, morning, wadded up ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen a few of those in my day too. What about you, Shane? Any any good Christmas Christmas stories? I I can't remember any any great Christmas stories. I mean, ours were pretty pretty tame. We did the the normal Italian thing. Had some seafood, the little smelt, the little fish. That was always a New Year's thing for our family. Yeah, was but it? We I always did it was around the holidays. Eve. Yeah, we always did it on Christmas Eve. That's another thing I think that's kind of cool is like most families have some sort of tradition where they have like a certain meal for yeah. Christmas or New Year's Eve. I know for us, I mean my uh, my grandfather on my mom's side was Polish, and <clears throat> my grandmother, even though she was Irish, she somehow I think she had most of her cooking recipes and stuff from her mother-in-law the, on the Polish side. So every year. For Christmas, she would always make this huge pot of like sauerkraut and kibasi, which I've never seen it like replicated. Of, you know how good it is. It was just like the the sauerkraut. She lets it soak in the sausage juice for like days, and you know bakes it. And I mean, believe me, like after I eat it, like for, for the next twelve hours, Vanessa's like, don't even come near me because I just have like the worst farts in the world. Wait, yeah. you but like sausage, Jim? Jim? Yeah, for the listeners at home, any kind that, of sausage that don't know. Let's get this. Out. Let's just get this out there. Is a Clearly sausage air. connoisseur. He's always been a lover of sausage, and I don't mean that. In we any call kind him Abe Ape Ape Froham. It's yeah. He is a sausage connoisseur. I mean, a, just Italian a real lover. Brought the sausages, the spicy Kielbasa. sausages, exactly. Breakfast sausage, for that matter. He That's celebrates true. the entire catalog of sausage. Big he, fan. Some people call him Abe Froman. Well, that's that's the a sausage game. king. I've Cleveland. never I've never heard sausage more of a compliment. So, thank you, Mike. Ayers Froman. <laughs> that, that that made my holiday season. <laughs> Just rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, one of the things that we do in the Stall family was always a pasta. It would always be a big Italian meal. That my mom would make gravy and uh, meatballs, and and it'd be a great uh, well, fondest memories. Is well, it, it's always kind of tied to me trying not to gorge myself while I'm cutting weight, right? And here's my, my best probably food story of for the holidays. And again, we're, this is about cutting weight, but this is W-E-I-G-H-T. I hope I spelled that right for the listeners at home. <laughs> I think so. <clears throat> so I go, uh, uh, we leave wrestling practice in the morning, and throughout the holidays we had two-a-days. And um, Joe Caprella is my ride to and from wrestling practice because I'm a freshman in high school. Well, I'm cutting weight and I'm trying to get down to, to 135 or whatever it was. And Joe Caprella's <laughs> cutting weight as well. And he drops me off. He's like, and we're getting ready to go back to practice at 3 o'clock. And he says, hey, remember, don't, don't eat anything. Don't drink anything. I'll be back to pick you up at 3 o'clock and we'll go to practice. And I was like, okay, Joe, absolutely. I, I appreciate that. And is Joe like a senior? Or? Joe, yeah, Joe's a, a senior in a high school at the time. And um I said, absolutely, Joe, no problem. I'll, I'll, I'll do exactly that. And I did. And I think I brushed my teeth. And I remember like tasting the, the close-up or Colgate or whatever it was. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. <laughs> Brushing my tongue several times. I was like, oh, my gosh, the, wa- the cold water is so good on the tongue. But, you know, I'm not, not drinking water. Not, not again. again, I wasn't doing this right. But I wasn't like completely dehydrated. Joe pulls in the driveway, picks me up, and says, <laughs> he's got this dumb look on his face like did you eat anything and I'm like no no I did exactly what he said Joe I didn't I didn't eat anything did you drink anything I'm like no no I didn't I didn't have a single a single thing I just brushed my teeth and that was it and he's like I drank an entire pint of eggnog <laughs> <laughs> eggnog wow. of all the, the worst things you could possibly drink he said he put he, it, and like every, when you're talking about thirst quenchers that would be at the bottom of the list <laughs> but every wrestler has done this where it's just like I'm just or gonna like take, chocolate milk yeah, I've done that I'm oh. just gonna take a I'm just gonna put this to my lips and just take a little taste and maybe I'll even <laughs> I, spit it I out I might just stick my tongue in the hole and just like that's it <laughs> and he drank he drank an entire thing of eggnog <laughs> In between practices, you just days before days it's before be like went. a thousand calories, and you can make you feel horrible. It's basically practice. just like melting down butter and then drinking that. Thank you, thank you for this segment because I haven't thought about that story in it's, years. And it's Joe Caprella. It's like eating some of Tom's brown soup. Oh, so Tom, Tom, one of Tom's like special recipes is a recipe called brown soup, which I think he'd gotten from his mom. 
or maybe she had maybe gotten it from her mom or I don't know. It's been a, a long family recipe. I Indeed think. it is. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> the thought of eggnog and the, the, <laughs> the quality of healthiness of it probably, it reminded me of the brown soup. Tell us a little bit about brown yeah, soup. So man. appropriate. Cause this is the, uh, the Christmas edition. So, um, kind of sticking with the theme of what's a uh, Bernat family tradition from a meal standpoint, being Polish, uh, Christmas Eve was our big meal day. And my mom would make about 250 homemade pierogies. And then we would do uh, prime rib, and that was kind of it, and then all the other sides. Uh, but one of the sides was uh, what she would call brown soup. And my folks grew up in southwest PA, um, coal mining town, farming town, and uh, didn't have a lot of money when they were growing up. So um, they called it simply brown soup. I'm sure there's some kind of ethnic name for it. But essentially, all it is is a burnt butter roux with egg dumplings, and that is it. Yeah. And for whatever, it is not the healthiest thing in the world. If, if a whole stick of burnt or a whole stick of melted butter, then burnt with flour and eggs, like a dozen eggs, yeah, that, that's not going to do too much for your waistline. But probably damn, tastes it, good. Damn, it is good, especially I, if you like dumplings. I thought for sure because you're Polish, you were going to say that the brown soup is actually white. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the you thing. got me on that one. I'm thinking. I'm like, wait a minute. If if the color looks it's, like uh, if the color it's if, if it looks like this is that brown because it's brown soup it's a Polish recipe we call it brown soup it's a uh, it's it's a white sauce and, uh, now, and it's actually not even a soup it's more of like it's a, a meatloaf cake. it's like a cake whenever so whenever my dad was was responsible for dinner we had this thing called potato soup and it was like potatoes cut in half <laughs> dropped into water boiled and there was some like floury like dumpling thing in it and it was potato soup and it kind of sounds so similar like, it was it's a like, different consistency it's just like hot dog water soup <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hot dog water would you like some soup with your hot dog <laughs> we, we have some already simmering i splash a little bit of hot dog water behind my ears in the morning just to that's that was your trick, huh? the dogs. <laughs> that was your trick in college with the ladies i know yeah, they like uh, oscar meyer they like wieners. <laughs> yeah. My penis has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. So, Tom, um, you know, we're happy that you're here. And I know you've had a lot of crazy, you know, travels throughout your, your years. And you've been to Europe for work, I know, for a little bit of time. And you still have a lot of friends over there. I think there's been some, uh, some stories that I've heard you tell me from uh, some of your friends' exploits in Europe and uh, if you could share a couple of those with us right now, that'd be great. Yes, I, I will share a few, and I'll make the first couple pretty quick and, and get into some uh, details on the last ones. But uh, I don't know if I ever shared this one with you guys. So I was in, uh, in Spain for a, a sales conference with a couple of colleagues um, that I knew somewhat well, but really didn't know. Like the, they're, they're all, They were all English guys, and I didn't really know that English kind of comedy culture. So we were in a a cab going from the restaurant back to the hotel and uh it was probably about four or five of us in there and i you know they tap me on everyone kind of taps each other on the shoulders and gives a wink and says hey when we uh when we get to the hotel don't tell jp we're gonna just dash because he doesn't have a wallet we're just gonna bolt so you know we get to the hotel and the cab driver goes you know you know we're here five you know 20 bucks for the cab ride Everybody runs out of the cab and leaves JP, who doesn't have his wallet. You know, and just stands in the lobby of the hotel and just sees what he does because he's freaking out because he has no money. Right. So we do it. That's the first time I did it. I thought it was the funniest damn thing in the world. So next day we do it again. And uh, they tell it, we'll do it again. But this time we're going to do it to Steve. But everyone else knows that Steve has money and he's in on it. So I'm sitting next to that door and they're like, the hotel's like 100 yards away. You have to take off running, be the first one out. So they stop. <laughs> I just take off sprinting as fast as I can. I don't even look back. I'm like, I'm not going to get caught by the cab driver. And then we just stand there watching. Like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? He's just sprinting away from a cab. <laughs> they got you. So good. It's good Good culture. Different. Definitely different culture. Different. Definitely I, I do different feel like I've, I've only been over there once briefly. But I do feel like, uh, like especially the English guys. And like I've, I've met some of them that are your friends. Um, their their sense of humor is definitely a little bit like uh, warped <laughs> as far as like what we would consider like funny. Like they just like to really fuck with you, yeah, and like really make an asshole of you. I, I think we I think we think we take it to a pretty extreme oh. level, but 
a wanker. Wait, those wankers really kind of turn up a notch. Yeah. So, two stories I'd like to share with you. Um, uh, so, I've uh, well, D- Dave. Grab your, grab your seats. These are good ones. D- Dave, Ronan, and, and uh, Simon. And so, uh, once they, they call them what stag parties. They're bat- their version of bachelor parties. So, you know, for us, we go to Vegas. Um, they go to. For, if you're in England, they go to different parts of England or Wales or Ireland or Scotland. And so. Uh, uh, one of the the bachelor parties they went to was a a bunch of rugby players, and they went to a bachelor party in Poland and um, Czech Republic and Poland, and then they went to uh, all around partying, going crazy in in the cities, and they had a an itinerary there for like three days, and one of the days the theme was uh, WWE wrestlers. So they're all dressed up as classic WWE wrestlers. So what, you had like Hulk Hogan and like Macho the Man. The Macho Man, yeah. Ultimate Warrior, I remember Ricky, was one of them. Ricky Steamboat Dragon, I hope. Yeah, JYD. JYD. Yeah, Junkyard Junk Doll. You got wow. it, brother. Yeah. Um, uh, and someone, so... Uh, someone was in blackface for that. <laughs> <laughs> Likely. I'm not going to go yeah, there, but we'll leave, we'll leave yeah, it there. Let's, let's leave it there. I wonder if the Iron Sheik was there. I don't know. Maybe. So uh, Nikolai Volkov. I don't know. So they uh, it's hard they, to say. They get on their uh, their their bus, their chartered bus to to go to wherever they're going in Krakow or wherever in Poland to party it down in their big time wrestler outfits. Yeah, because I mean they showed up on the bus that morning like in full WWF garb. Yeah, like, and we're talking about thirty guys, thirty like, super drunk rugby players. Rugby players. Are you, are you wearing like? Uh, Bare thigh, like yes. I mean, they, they spankies, right? And you're spankies and like, with, with makeup, and you know the the streamer, high the leather stre- boots, the, the streamers hanging from your biceps. Oh, Ultimate Warrior, sure. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior okay. was yeah. there. I mean, yeah. I've heard I've heard the story from the horse's mouth, yeah. and the Ultimate Warrior was present. They, 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 they are into it. Face, this is face real paint, deal, man. and all glory. So went all in. All right. So where what's what's the first stop? So they are on the bus and they're drinking because that's what. But and they did. were and they were going to like a, a bar district or yeah. something, right? Yeah, because yes. yeah, they're of course they're drinking because if you're you're seven in Europe, you can drink. Yeah. So, but hold that thought. They thought they were going to wherever, whatever city bar they're drinking at for the day. Um, but the bus driver got the itineraries mixed up, the days mixed up on the itinerary, and they ended up at Auschwitz. The concentration yeah, and, camp. Yeah, for the listeners at home, that's a that's a. Uh, it's not a bar district. It's not a bar district. <laughs> no, there's not a. Uh, I don't believe there's there's any kind of entertainment there within twenty miles. No, of, no, of no, no definitely not. I think the opposite is true. So uh, so they got there and they realized there was a mistake. And at this point, they were already on the bar on the bus drinking for two hours and realized, well, I think we should make the best of the situation. Let's get in with the the tour and see Auschwitz. <laughs> well, I remember the situation. I remember when Simon was, I don't know, it was Simon or Simon, David. Yeah. Simon was telling the story, and uh, you know they pulled up to the parking lot, and like I think when the a tour bus gets there, a guide kind of comes up to the bus and kind of runs them through like what the deal is, and the the tour bus driver was like to the guide like listen like we made a mistake like i got a bus full of guys dressed up as fucking wwf wrestlers and in case you didn't know that's not arn anderson right there (laughs) that's not tully blanchard that ain't rick flair they're not filming an episode yeah no this is this is not there is there is not a cage match scheduled these guys are having they're taking a piss and they they they're here they didn't think they were coming here you know what should we do and his response is, we're here. Might as well see it. Well, I remember Simon saying, he's like, the, the tour guide's like, listen, guys, this place is so freaking sad in general. Like, you could maybe sh- like shed a little humor or something or like shed a light of positivity to this situation. So he basically said, like, just let's do it. Like, let's do this tour. <laughs> let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go get in the chambers and see it. And to which case, Macho Man Randy Savage said, "Oh yeah," <laughs> he, without a doubt. That's, that's so, his reaction. So basically, a, a bus full of super drunk rugby players dressed up as WWF wrestlers then took a tour in full re- regalia <laughs> of Auschwitz, right? And halfway through, every one of them was sobbing. So they were holding on to each other, crying. 
and you know, mingling with the other people that were there. Yeah. And they were so moved by the wrestlers that were crying. By, by I remember two. Simon telling me, he's like, the most like completely fucked up image in my head is at one point, like I look over and we're in, like we're literally in the showers where people, you know, millions of people got oh, their lives ended with, you know, they got gassed and killed and whatever. And he's like, I look over and there's a guy dressed up as the ultimate warrior, just like leaning against the wall, like bawling his eyes out. He's like, that was the most fucked up thing I've ever seen in my life. So, yes, d- disturbing story number one. The story, disturbing story number two was uh, another bunch of uh, guys that we knew. This is from a completely different story. Different story. We're, okay. we're getting, I think it was another like stag party batch. Another, another batch party. We're getting out of Auschwitz. Remind me never going to stag party now we're, in Europe. Go, now, now we're going to, uh, I think we're going to the south of England or no? No, they were, I think he's, they said they were in uh, Scotland. No, like somewhere in Spain, like somewhere like more tropical because they were on like a boardwalk or something. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Malaga. They're in Malaga. And so. They thought it would be funny to um, rent a midget for the bachelor party. Little, little person? Little person. Okay. I think on this podcast, we're still allowed to call them midgets. Yeah. So, and no in Europe, no one's listening to this. No one's listening anymore. I think we're safe for another 30 years. <laughs> so, they, they, so Ronan hired... A midget well, for I six remember hours. Ronan saying that like there's a boardwalk, boardwalk yeah, and there and there was like you know there's a boardwalk where you could like throw darts at balloons and win prizes. There's a one where you could you know shoot a gun and do whatever. And then there's a there's a huge like thing. And, and then there's a midget block. There, there was like a midget midget trading center. a midget trading center where there was like seven or ten midgets, and you just like you pick like yeah, I want that midget for the day. And you could like rent a midget for the whole day. It's, that, it's, that is 100% correct. And so not only did they rent them, they wanted to paint them green. So they made them look like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> and then if that wasn't bad enough, they handcuffed them to the bachelor. And so... Why, why wouldn't you? Why, why wouldn't you? I mean, you? if you're going to rent a midget, right? Why, why not paint them green and handcuff them to the bachelor? So the interesting <laughs> thing is you can probably figure out, simple science, that... As the bachelor drank, so did the midget. And um, but the midget's probably got a lot less smaller, know, smaller organs, yeah, to smaller really plumbing deal with. So know, it was a one for one deal at the beginning, but then as the, the do you think the gamma radiation had anything like did that help the well, midget? Based on my my bio that you guys heard in the beginning, <laughs> where I studied that science of shrinking people, <clears throat> that is definitely true. I can confirm that. So, Doctor Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. Are you sure that this wasn't Rick Moranis that was in the story? Rick Banneranis. <laughs> Rick Banneranis. Banneranis. Bannerama. So the at one point. So at one point he was dragging the midget around. Dragging the midget around, right? And so they keep feeding him drinks. So they get to. They're still on the boardwalk, and they see one of those uh, kind of slingshot. Like rides, like a bungee type deal. Bungee, deal. well, I think it's yeah. Go go up in the thing and then they drop it and you. You're like in a little cage though. Yeah, right? like in a cage. Bungee. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yep. So um, the bachelor said, "Please uh, detach this midget from me. I, I'm getting tired <laughs> of carrying him. I can't carry him any longer. Like after you ride this ride, we will detach him." So Ronan decided after he rode the ride attached to the midget. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my. But what Rona did as he, they're sending him up, they gave Is there the, a height restriction on that? <laughs> yeah, I guess not. There's I no rules in the... Yeah, it's Spain. Spain. I think, yeah, I think if money. there's a place where you can rent midgets, there's probably not yeah. a whole lot of other rules. It's probably rules. lax. Very lax. <laughs> Is it 42 inches? Yeah, close enough. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's 1642 cares. So when they send him up for the first ride, Ron says, here's uh, 100 pounds. How many rides can I get? He's like, that's easily 20 rides. So just let him ride up and down 20 times. And after about the fifth one, the midget starts throwing up all over the bachelor. And then they, and then they get him done. So they, they ride him up and down 20 times. And the bachelor's like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, it's done. He's covered in puke. It's a, it, you know, it's a mess. The, the midget's not even probably, I think, coherent at this point. And the bachelor just screaming, like, get me out of here, get me out of here. And then Ronan walks over with another hundred and says, send him back up. <laughs> just did it for like another half hour. <laughs> 
So last was anyone asking <clears throat> Dr. Banner what he what his preferences were at this point? Um, that cannot be confirmed nor denied at this point. Last story, bachelor party story in Europe. I'll make this one quick because I don't have a lot was of it, details. Now, was this your bachelor party? This is my, well, my bachelor was there. This okay. is not that one. This is uh, another, uh, Simon in Amsterdam, rugby team. Where they went to the uh, sex museum and they tried to steal a donkey, <laughs> a, a stuffed donkey from a porno. So it was a, a what is it called? Like a exhibit in the sex museum? Yeah, sure. Of a donkey with a... <laughs> yeah, you know, a, a normally don- with a donkey. I mean, I've never with been a, a donkey, don- like in a full erection, you know, so whatever. Oh, so they had, yeah, they had him at... Uh, at full, full mass. Full mass, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Standing so, at attention. So what they the, the theory was is, hey, we got to get this donkey on our bus. So it's the three-story building, and they decided they were going to get two guys to push the donkey out the window. <laughs> And like nine guys down on the ground to catch the donkey and then run it in there. Right. So they started their plan. However, the penis of the donkey was stuck on the window, so they had to push I it out. I predicted that. I might. I would have seen. That. I, I would knew have where that was going. That. Yeah. yeah. I started saying it. And so the alarms went off. So it was a it was a foiled heist. But uh, <laughs> that would have been a great, great heist. That would have been. I, that would have been probably one for the ages for sure. No, I think uh, that's the plot of Ocean Sixty Nine. Ramble. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, that's that's tough to follow. I don't know if we're going to get any better than that. Some good stuff. That's there. gold. Yeah, I, I think those are some good stories. I'm sure there's some more we can cover. I, I think at some point we'd probably like to maybe delve into some of the stories from your actually, your own bachelor party, Man, either in still uh, going through therapy, <laughs> either in yet. Europe or uh, Nashville too. That was an interesting event from my Nashville limited recollection of that. Yeah, Neckville. I've never been in an airport where they made me take all my clothes off except for my underwear. <laughs> Why did they do that? Because I uh, lost my ID, and then I showed up at the airport with uh, <laughs> a binder full of electric bills, gas bills, because that's what they told me. The airline told me I need. So you just had to get like home utility bills. And yeah. no, like that was the only identification you had. Is this to get you to Nashville? For no, the Nashville party? No, 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 no. I was in Nashville. He made it to Nashville, and then somehow he lost everything. Why would you have electric bill? You lost everything but your electric bill. No, so no, he, he spent. Had, go ahead. Why don't you just tell me? Uh, so, Mr. Bernard, let me get this straight: the fact that you owe one hundred forty-seven dollars to <laughs> Ohio Dominion is supposed to get you on this plane. I don't, I'm, hey, I'm go, not sure. me. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead, because I don't. Uh, I'm not. I don't really understand it. So this is. So, we, so let me get this straight. This is this is another bill from the illuminating and company. This, this bill is late. Like you should yeah. pay. It. By the way, it's overdue, and it's in the, collection phase. They're going to be shutting so, your gas off soon. Yeah. Right? So, but go ahead and go on this flight yeah. because I'm sure you won't blow it up. Yeah, we just want to get to you the fuck. You out have of nothing. Here. Yeah. You have nothing get, on you. We get know the hell out of Tennessee. We don't have any state taxes, and apparently you wouldn't pay them anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it pretty much was that way. Remember when you showed up to my bachelor party in, in Nashville with a Ziploc bag of a travel-sized toothpaste and a toothbrush, and, and then you're like, and you left four hours later. You flew in, we partied, and then you flew out, and it was for your your nephew's confirmation. Think, yeah, right? uh, my niece's first communion party. But oh, yes, that was and uh, and that hotel we stayed in was classic. It was like old school, like the it was one like from Days the, In or something. It, it was like one of the giant glass like front walls where like if people didn't shut their their uh, yeah their curtain, you could see them having full frontal nudity. <laughs> and we did. There was some of that. Yeah, it was, there was, so it was literally just of, the four of us, right? That's right. I think so. Yeah. Shane almost got a tattoo. Remember, remember we we flipped open the <laughs> flipped open the 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 tattoo book. And it, it was, was a, a frog with wings. <laughs> It's like no, I'm not gonna get that one, guys. Try one more. Try one more. We flipped it over again. It was a, it was an Indian in full headdress. <laughs> <laughs> we got to play it off like wrong. Yeah, you go first. Right. That's come from the guy who bought an ocelot hat at your bachelor party in Nashville. That's true. I did buy an ocelot hat. Can't be confirmed it was ocelot, but it looked like it. What's great about the city of Nashville? I mean, it's just, it's just. Oh, it's right, a, it's a blast. Right for fun. It is right for fun until you put your nose in someone's ice cream cone trying to get to a bar, <laughs> and they want to kill you. Or spit in a bouncer's face, which is another. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of like can and can't do's in Nashville. 
I mean, I think we we walked the line, the fine line about. Yeah, those. I've done both. I've done both. I mean, that was a good run though, because I had my bachelor party there. Tom had a bachelor party there. Did, Mike yeah. had a bachelor party there. True. Um, I'm thinking about just doing another one. I'm know. just thinking of making up a fictitious bachelor party. Just to no, go. I was I was gonna get divorced and then remarried <laughs> just to the same, same woman. Yeah, just, just to have, to have another, another bachelor. Party. I mean, I'm in. I, I don't think there's an issue with that. Okay. So yeah, we could do that. Schedule the next next weekend. <laughs> Podcast Nashville. Yeah. Christmas weekend. Nashville's a good time. We've had some good times in Nashville, no doubt. That's actually where uh, Vagina Stew was founded. Exactly. In Nashville, if you're listening, we're still looking for sponsors. <laughs> Tim, so. Nash- what's the Nashville hockey Tootsies? team? The Predators. 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 The, Predators. Again, the Nashville Tootsies. Great fit. Yeah. How <laughs> so? I don't even want to know. <laughs> well, I think it's come to that time of the show where we... Uh, ask our special guest well actually he asked us some questions and then we answer for him and i think we'll get to learn a little bit about tom not from him but mostly from us and uh we'll go from there so tom i right, mean let's this do this is, a little maybe uh, rapid fire keep it under uh our time all right this is called five questions with tom so tom's going to go ahead and read these questions shane mike and i'll answer them for tom and then we'll, we'll see what we find. So I will give Tom the secret list. And uh, Tom, go ahead and ask the first question. Question number one. If I could change my name to something cool, what would it be? Mike, you look like you're thinking. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, wow. That's actually a real name. I would say uh, like, Tom likes country music. So I think it would be like Rip Wildfire. Yeah, I was, I was thinking along the country music line too, like a country name like uh, like Willie. It would be a playoff. Maybe I'll change mine. It would be a playoff Johnny Cash. It'd be like uh, Jimmy Pennies, Jimmy uh, <laughs> Jimmy Same Day Cash, Jim, Jimmy Payday <laughs> Payday Check Paycheck Johnny or Paycheck. Or maybe like make something like Harley, like a. It would be like Harley, like it'd be like the last name I think would be like an Indian name, like Harley, like Blackfoot, shooting feather, yeah, <laughs> dances with fists. So the ironic thing about that is no, you don't uh, get to we, answer it. No, no I'm no, not no. going to pick a name. I was going to comment that okay. uh, we are in the process of building an Indian smoke lodge in the backyard. So, the so yeah, name does apply. I think there could be like Comanche, Comanche Chief Joe, whistleblower. Yeah. All right, number two, Tom. What do you got? Where's the strangest? Can place? we gamble in the in in the uh, Indian smoke shack? Yeah, as long as you don't tell no one. Okay. Where's the strangest you get a place? Tax break on that. <laughs> we we have been at, uh, what's that called uh, when you excise your lands? Is that what it is? Excise it? Exercise it? I think it's uh, uh, circumcise. An- circumcise. <laughs> you circumcise <laughs> your land. <laughs> I circumcise I you, my gonna, land. You're going to try to get some land annexed from the... Yeah. No, I'm going to circumcise it. <laughs> okay. That's not a bad idea. It's when you have some land. You well, I have been circumcised, out. so I'm going to finish doing it in my land, too. Yeah, yeah cut that foreland off. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need it anyway. It you just collects it. dirt. You don't, need that, you don't need extra land. You're just going to make you sick. You don't need that hooded land. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no hooded land, no good around it's here. It's just sagging, collecting <laughs> dust. It's going to give you an infection anyways. <laughs> That was, Saggy. That was too medical, Shane. Cross the line. <laughs> Ooh, where is the strangest place I have ever shit? Um, I would say in a garbage can in a parking lot. All uh, of a of a jail. And I think this is accurate for at least one of our friends. I'm not sure if it was Tom or not, but into a pizza box at the NCAA National. <laughs> In Ada, Ohio, I believe that was. Yeah, and close to Ohio Northern. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say in a in a, in a lobby of a hotel. I was thinking along the same lines. Yeah, that's probably right. Well, I know I'm not allowed to answer, but I did prep for this question. Ironically, <laughs> we'll give it to you. Go ahead. Um, I do have a top five. Um, <laughs> no, 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 number five is in the muni lot in a little tent where they let you pee in a bucket. That's a that's a lot yeah, of who people hasn't? though. Who <laughs> right, hasn't yeah. done that? Number number four is in my wife's car when she drove me home drunk, and I lean out the window to puke, and then I put my pants while I was in there. Um, number oh, three, she's a, she is the same. She's a keeper. 
Number three is next to the on the banks of the the Sugar River when I was fly fishing one day and I had an instant wave of uh, like poop paints. Diarrhea. And so I was I was like crouching and pooping and then all these fishermen walked by so I just laid down still it's straight. You just pretend you were dead. I was like camouflage. I didn't poop. Crouching Tom hidden poop. Um, number uh, two is on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. That's a long story. And uh, number one is uh, outside the Eiffel Tower. Oh, wow. Like literally outside in public? Yes, in public. Behind a bush until someone found me. Pooping. Nice. That, that's, yeah. that's a good one. That's a keeper. Yeah. Uh, question number three. Which body part would I detach first and why? Probably your nose just because it's so big. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> Have you had several body parts removed? Internally, I, I think, right? Internal, all internal, though? I, I did have my nose removed, and put, they put a bigger one on because I thought my uh, first nose was too small. <laughs> I don't know where I stand here because I have a much bigger nose than Tom. Uh, I, yeah, I, I would have to go with the colon. I mean, have, have six feet of your large intestine removed. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty fantastic. Well, I'd say it is fantastic. I mean, it's like a benefit most people really dream of. I thought, see, when we first talked, you said you wanted an Audi. And you were, you didn't want it removed. You just wanted it to be out, a tail. Out. Yeah. Like a tail. You wanted it to be a shoot, a poop shoot. I, I was hoping they would go the style that they did in Braveheart and just kind of get the hook and pull it. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, but if they would have pulled it through the butthole, that would have been fine, too, like an actual tail. Yeah, no, I think it, I think it would have been a it's, nice It would have been a wizard sleeve. Like like in Borat when he says like the vagine like sleeve of wizard, vagine. <laughs> okay, Sh- like, Shane, what what part of Tom's body do you think he wants to take off? I, yeah, now that I look at, it, I was gonna say teeth because I thought you would just think it's funny with you'd have no teeth, but you have nice teeth, so you probably oh, want to wow. get rid of those. Wow, Maybe that's, should that's we give you guys gay. a moment? You have a nice beard. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Why don't you guys come closer to it? Why don't you guys pump each other and get it over? With? All right, number Final four. Final answer. All right, go ahead. Next question. Question number four. How old was I when I first got laid, and what was his, her name? <laughs> um, uh, go this, ahead, this, Shane. This you can start. One. This is a good one. I'm going to go uh, 17 and Katie. That might have been Jim, now I think about it, but go ahead. <laughs> Not close on the age, but whatever. Mike? <laughs> Jim was eight years old. <laughs> that was the first time he went down with a girl. Not, we can tell that story later. I sense these are not, these are being projected towards Jim, not towards me. Yeah, I, I, I just said Katie, and uh, I thought about Jim. Never mind. Okay. Uh, Tom Bernat lost his virginity to Del Caprozzi, <laughs> and he was 14 years old. We, we were just really testing boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Tom got his penis wet when he was 16 and her name was heather wow close really close so here, here's the story it, there's some technicalities in there his name was heather his name <laughs> <laughs> it was heather but she had a penis you missed it by two letters <laughs> and it was the first time he had that sex much. <laughs> so i didn't realize it's 16 when you have sex for the first time that you're allowed to use your hands to like get your, your, your donger where it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. So it's more like just hands up, you know? Kind of like, it was like in the dark. It was like you were skydiving. Of, it was like trying to find your phone in the dark, you know? <laughs> so technically, I feel pretty comfortable now after going through years of counseling that I had sex with a 16-year-old's belly button. <laughs> And ironically, at my uh, 20-year high school reunion, um, I saw the girl that I was thought I had sex with, and I was a little buzzed up. <laughs> I when, thought I had sex with? I was a little buzzed up the with. The one that I dry-humped her stomach. I was a little buzzed up with, and I said to her, the very first thing I said, I go, you know what? I'm sorry. I thought I had sex with you, but I think I came in your belly button. <laughs> what did she say? If I had a she, dime for every she, time... <laughs> Yeah, lots, lots of guys have came in my belly button, but you're the only one who never inserted themselves into my vagina. It, it, was, it was so, your belly button was so soft, it was like a vagina. And I was, and I was balls was, deep. I said, yeah, what'd you say? I was a lot fatter so, back then. It was so soft and hairy like a vagina. 
<laughs> That's when she did slap me and walk away. And uh, I didn't see her ever again after that either. Well, what would she say at the reunion? I want to know. I, honestly, she she looked at me and horrified. She just talked away. It's like she was actually came up to see me. It's like I haven't seen you in hey, twenty Tom, years. How you doing? I haven't I'm seen like, you in so long. I was like, hey, so good to see you. And I just thought about it. You know that time we had sex the first time. I just realized I had sex with your hairy belly button. <laughs> she just turned and walked away. It wasn't good that it was like That's six other people standing around. But, you know, well, probably stuff happens. Not the time. All right, last question. Last question. What was the best Christmas gift I ever received? I will say, I don't know. We heard about the Millennium Falcon earlier. That, that sounds like that would be a pretty good gift. But it was probably a pair of boxing gloves. Then you later, as you got older, use those to jerk off with. Wow. Not related to this to the answer, but probably true. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say a uh, remote-controlled car. I'm going to say when you were the kid, when you were, you know, nine, eight years old, you got the, the Bernie Kosar jersey, pants, helmet. Whole, like the hutch the whole hutch set yep. and you wore that like every day for six months i had no idea what that was until you guys started talking until we done uh kind of memory lane so i'm gonna say it was when i was masturbating with boxing no <laughs> <laughs> no i think the coolest gift was i was a big bmx kid when i was growing up oh, that's up. right we forgot to even T- talk about that from i didn't even know this about tom he was literally like a bmx racer throughout his youth yeah and right. so like one year my brother my older one of my older brothers was a like dirt bike racer and i got into bmx racing when i was little and so he bought me like the the, the, the leathers and the helmet and the gloves and the goggles so like, like straight out of the movie rad it was it was just like rad so that was the coolest probably the coolest thing i ever got as a leather kid. <laughs> The leather man. The leather. Yeah, that's a, that's a. I can remember the first bike. Everybody got a bike when they were, you know, for Christmas probably. Yeah, at remember one point. Parents had in the basement. Oh, yep. I think Sam left something in the basement. I remember yeah, that. Right, I guess. Yeah, I remember the thing. bike I got. Like I was so pumped. Remember because back in the day, I mean, it, there was BMXs obviously, but like I, for some reason I wanted a ten speed. Memory like there were ten speeds. They no, were, no, okay. no, never mind. Yeah. They're kind of like uh-huh. mopeds. They were they were not cool. <laughs> no, I do remember. I I never I never got a new ten speed. I always got my brothers and sisters hand me down ten speeds. But then luckily, a following Christmas, mountain bikes were a thing, and then I got a mountain bike, and that became like that was that was a really cool Christmas present. That was awesome. Yeah, I remember. I can remember getting a BMX bike. That was pretty awesome. It just an ode to uh, Tom and he is uh, his his belly button dame. I uh, I think this is an appropriate song to send us out to. All right, guys. Well, hey, just wanted to say thanks for listening. Tom, thank you so much for coming in and sharing some stories and talking with us. And I think uh, I think the listeners got a lot of fun stuff to listen to. Merry Christmas to all you guys. Hopefully uh, you can do what you can as far as you and your families. But if not, I know with the COVID and everything else, you might not. But hopefully you guys all have a safe, happy Bless Christmas and uh, enjoy the time that you do have with them. Thanks for having me, guys. This is probably like the 842 millionth most important things in my life. Thanks. Yeah. Merry Christmas. God bless. Enjoy the new year. I don't know if we'll be in before that. Have a good, safe home. I met you at the grocery store. I came into your belly button